better throw some respect on my name. Gotta rip my knees, folks, on the daily. Cause I ain't really been myself fast lately. My mind's evolving and my heart is changing. Starting to see the world how it should be. It's positively sweet. Man, how do I put this man? I, I run into this man all the time, and we always have some deep ass conversations at the randomest times, but. To be honest, the conversations let me know that his mindset is kind of on the same wavelength and like the things he's going to do in the future is going to be some some life-changing things, not just for himself, but for others. But I'm going to allow him to introduce himself real quick. Hi, hello everybody. My name is Demonte Clyde. I go here at the University of West Florida. I'm a sophomore. I'm also in the military and I'm also the vice president of Mute Data Chapter Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Oh shit, 8x8, eight eight. okay, okay, okay. That boy, uh, he lived everywhere, military. Where you from though? I'm from a small town named Grunton, Florida. Right outside, outside of Tallahassee. Right outside of Tallahassee, man. So how was it growing up after? Uh, for me, it was all right, but like that's not that's not a place for somebody that should grow up. Yeah, I remember you told me that you just said one day you were dead and just left and just, you knew it was like, bro, I just gotta get though. And then you hit him. Shoot, it ain't nothing about that. Man, I like it, bro. You went through the struggles and getting to the point where you're at right now. And now we're we're here on this show. I talk about the journey from from boys to men. You ready? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Are uh, you ready? I'm ready. Make I'm sure. Ready. Hey, I'm making sure. Hey, you know you gotta represent, man. Hey, we ain't by bold. I'm from 8502, so you know we gotta come with that <coughs> extra energy because they don't know how we coming. And then also we're gonna uh, let these people know things about to get right. About to get right. Get about right. All right, let's start about this. Uh, I remember the main topics we always talk about is the diversity as you see it on this campus. But, I think we can go deeper than just the campus. We can talk about a lot of different diversity everywhere. But I know that's a big topic and a big thing you're trying to change, especially here. So tell us a little bit about that. All right, so I've been going to school here for a year. And I noticed that the diversity is pretty pretty um, down. It's pretty poor, actually. Because when I go visit the early university, it's like when I go to FAMU, not excluding FAMU, when I go to Florida State, TSU, up in these other places, I see that the diversity is there, is there. The percentage is there. The campus involvement is there. The energy from the students is there. The energy here is poor. When I look around, everybody looks sad. Everybody looks like they're just going to class and that's it. But college is more than the education. It's about what you get out of it, like the networking. You came here to network and socialize so you can get what you really want. You can get edu education from anywhere. Yeah. College is built on networking. That's why it's called a university. Bring unity, diversity. Everybody gets a piece. Yeah. And see, you come to UWF at the time where I, see this is my third, my third go around <laughs> at UWF. And I seen the, the growth of it and the peak of it and what we're in right now, which is like the slumps of the diversity. Because a lot of these uh, black organizations or multicultural organizations, they're 
who knows where right now. Like they're nowhere to be found. So how do you how you think we can change that? What can we do to implement get the diversity back to where it need to be? Well, based on what I see, I I feel like we should bring that awesome. Yeah, the African American Student Association. I was president, and uh, that's one thing I really feel like you need to come back, because like you said, it's that one, it's that one spot that not just represents people think African American just social association just supposed to represent the black people, represent everybody. It represent everybody. It represents all the minorities on this campus. If there's a problem, you they can come to us. And we supposed to take it, take the head of that problem and go talk to the right people so we don't have to worry about that problem going on in this day and age. So that would be a good thing you bring back also. So you're in the works with that? Yeah, I'm already in the works. We should, in a few weeks time, we should have everything situated. If not this semester, if not school, this should be guaranteed for next semester. But at the end of the year, that program will be up and running and it will be strong. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I like to hear that because I, when I was president, I was just sort of kind of went from the transition of it being a hangout spot for it to be like, yo, this is how we proceed on campus. We need to be professional, be a business. So, like, the new office in there, the office in there, like, one of your profiles, he painted, TJ painted the office symbol. But I, I bought the paint and everything, like I paid them out of pocket. I was like, bro, I want those to be looked at. Like, yo, we the elite, top notch. So like, by you trying to step, you stepping in and actually taking over that, because actually the awesome was back to fall apart when I was taking it over too. I, I know that next year, when they do come back, you got good leadership already, I ain't worried about it. I, I already know you about to, yeah, take to the, back to the top of where we're supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. See, the thing about also they also do a lot of connecting us to all the other organizations. And that's the big thing we're just talking about, too, connecting to uh, different organizations and everything. So uh, let's talk about that. How, what, what are you planning to do to help connect, like, especially us minorities, to different, like, different things on campus that can benefit us, help us to be successful. All right, that's an easy topic because I use those resources. Mm -hmm. I use TRIO. I use other things like Taste Stock and Children, that I get my scholarships and things like that to go to, the, go to college. Yeah. It's too many students that I, that I met here, they don't know that that exists. Yeah. Too many minority students like that. I'm like, that's not even just for the minorities, that's for everybody. Everybody. And everybody can utilize it. All of my friends that are all different colors, they all they all tell me they did not know what that is. And I told them what to do. Half of them already done took the opportunity to join Trio so they can get the hours in, so they can get the grants for the summer. You know, Trio will pay for your whole summer tuition. Only thing you gotta do is volunteer and get your study hours. That's easy. Facts. Facts. But what, you know, some people they make so many excuses that you see, like, man, they they don't really care about the free stuff. It's like, bro, you, you bet you come complain all day long. 
But those people that take advantage of that stuff, man, I'm proud of y'all because I didn't know what Trio was when I first got back in campus. And once I figured out Trio and then they plugged me in, I was supposed to apply for this semester, but I said, you know what, they have it in 10 spots. So I'm about to graduate. I'd rather have somebody else that's coming in that's going to be here for a minute, get familiar with the organization rather than, you know, being selfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, those ladies in Trio, they will help you. They are here to help you. Yeah. That's, that's literally what they talk about every, every day. day is helping. And they, got, they help you with your writing labs. They help you with your homework. They give you the resources. You can't find a place to print on paper. You ain't got the money. Man, they print the stuff out for free. Yes, just today, they had a career fair in the engineering bureau. Went to Trio, print out my resume. You know, they have to pay. Those are resources that we need. What about you have to rent out? You have to type your paper, but print it out and bring it to your professor. That's easy. Yeah. Some people ain't got three, four dollars to go print paper. Sure. I, I understand we're in college. Join the organizations that are going to help you succeed. Yeah. So you can help somebody else succeed. Because I think Tree also do something with the resumes and everything to help you get your e-portfolios and all that stuff together. They do too. workshops. They do workshops about everything. That's why when I came back here and I seen, well, obviously I looked at it because it's also COVID hit when I got back. So I knew the, the, the campus lights were going to change a little bit. But now I see more organizations coming back and like doing stuff on campus. And it, it is that missing of the presence of art organizations. Because when I was here the second time, they had HSO. They had BSU, I mean BSA, uh, they had the Haitian, the Caribbean, they had like literally, the diversity here was just like booming. And we all try to go and help and support each other, uh, but we had a lot of bumping of heads because people that want also to be what it was meant to be the hub for every diversity organization. Yeah, and I want I want I don't want no no bumping heads. Exactly. I don't believe in none of that. Yeah. I believe we, if we if it's here to help everybody, just join. Just join hands. Exactly. Hi Argos. We are all yeah, in this together. Time, <laughs> Keep each other safe and remember to wear a mask while in the library. We'll be good. Thank you. Yeah, because a lot of people would not join because they think because they join the other organization that at the end of the day, they don't say like, all right, this is how a lot of school organizations work. It depends on how many people members you got and how many signers you got. And the school funds you with based on that. So by them being ignorant to the knowledge of, oh, just signing up and being a part of this organization is helping build more black, get more funding to the black organizations. They they missing the whole point of what we're trying to do. Yeah, it's not no competition of exactly. all I'm I'm black or I'm Latino descent yeah. or I'm Korean any type of Asian. That doesn't matter. No, I'm we are here to help everyone. It's exactly. called university. And what does that for again? Diversity and unity. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, hey. I'm gonna start using that. Hey, you joined the Unity Diversity? 
Hey, that that that's a good way that people don't pure people don't perceive it. They get stuck in their ways and they just want it to be this how I put it. This movie theater movie college movie experience and not understand that just because they perceive things and how it is on the movies, that's how we got perceived things here. Black songs just gotta hang out with black people. Because if you watch every college movie, you realize blacks are with the blacks, whites are with the white, Asians are with the Asians. I know a lot of people, right? But every different race of every side, and like we all click together. And this what this campus could be. And I feel like it can shape back into that. Under the right leadership and the right people that's pushing it. I know it was going to go. So if you ever need my help, even after I graduate, just let me know. I'm only one. Call away. <laughs> I'll be there to save the day. Or just guide you because, look, bro, um, I respect what you're doing. Because I tried it one time to have too many bumps in the head. And my, a lot of these organizations dissolving. Bro, take it. Take it by the reins and just run with it. Run with it. But um, we're talking about uh, a lot of these organizations and everything else too. So, what do you want to see change in these organizations? It's like, it's not even just the organization. Okay. It all has to do with the university. Okay. Because if the university is diverse, that means more people come to campus, more people will attend the university. You know? And when more people attend the university, not only that make the university not look good, that makes all those attendees feel comfortable. Yeah. Because if you don't feel comfortable, how do you think you're going to be at your highest potential? Uh, go deep into that for me, man. Look, that's just it's part of a little. Guys, like in the military, you cannot go, you cannot go to war feeling uncomfortable. I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but afraid. Yeah. Even though most people will be. You have to go in there with confidence. That's what I'm really saying. How you going, most people lack the confidence here because they feel like it's a period of by Caucasians that they're not going to have a success rate. But yet that's not the case. Because yeah. me, I'm doing pretty good here. My grades are fine. I'm meeting the right people. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You're networking. Exactly. And I want the opportunity not just for me, but for everyone. Okay. But how do we get them to get out of their shell so they can feel comfortable? By getting a collect group of people, ASA, yeah. showing the diversity by people joining and showing what ASA can do for them and what they can do for ASA so they can help each other out. Yeah. So when you see when you see three people, four people, 10, 30, them join the organization, you're like, oh, this organization must be really doing something. Let me check it out. Exactly. Now you got 150 plus, not 200 want to be joined. And then 300, 300. And then this ain't no other organization may be created. I want that. Yeah. I don't want just awesome. I want other organizations to come back as well from awesome. Exactly. And the birth of it is really. I feel like this is in a rebirth phase of this this campus because I ain't got no guidelines on what y'all supposed to do as far as oh, like they were critiquing you. Like you got to do the exact same thing we did last semester. No, y'all need to come up from like the ground up and shift it, like shape this into what y'all feel like this campus needs. Because campus four years ago, 
we kind of gave it what it needed. But it's a whole different atmosphere now than it was then. So it got to keep changing with the times. And, bro, I, I feel like keep keep pushing. Because it's going to take some a lot of flour and everything else, too. You want to make me get a job with it just so I can be y'all advisor. <laughs> so I can make sure y'all own it. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um, also organizations, because you're a part of the fraternity. Uh, alpha, you're alpha. Alpha Phi Alpha, right? Yeah, Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, which is the first black Greek fraternity. Like, say again for them. The first black Greek fraternity. <laughs> yes, sir. So I know there's a lot of pressure just from being that, the first. So joining that organization with a lot of great names, like Third Girl Marshall. Tell me, Dr. Martin Luther King, him. Those are two very, very important people that was a part of the organization. So that should speak very good volume. Exactly. So uh, you just being a part of the same thing as them. You see some of the struggles that they went through. You see you having to face some of the same struggles even now to still to this day. Yes. Like for example, trying to bring Austin back has been a very difficult task. Yeah. Cause one, I didn't know nobody I had to go meet this person. Now I know this person. Yeah, Mr. Matt and everybody. Hey, but when you know them people, they want to see you succeed. They do. They see that drive in you. And look, Martin Luther King was able to bridge that gap. Like you said, he was able to say his piece, but also shut down the people so that the president noticed that, hey man, we got to do something to change because the economy hit him where it hurt most. So being a part of just that alone, a legacy, I already know. But like, as you were saying? Yeah, because I always live by this quote like, that Malcolm X lived by. He, he said, by any means necessary. When I hear that, most people are like, oh, what you mean by killing us? No. Well, by any, that means no matter what, no matter what you want to accomplish, do not let nobody stop you. Because there's been plenty of times with me joining the military when I was 17. Oh, you're too young. We're going straight, moving all over. I've been a year, I've done been everywhere. Yeah. But people telling me that's too much because they're not doing it. So don't, don't listen to people and talk down because they don't want you to outdo them. Yeah. Nobody wants you to outdo them. They always want to press their limitations on you. But they understand their limitations is just a whole thing in their mind and really not their limitations. So once they get away from that whole mindset that, hey, this is holding me back, and they really just, oh, I just gotta go do it. Yeah, ain't nothing easy, nothing. I know, ain't nothing easy. But the hard stuff, the, if it come easy, that let you know it's not really working. Exactly. Everything, all the way down to your girlfriend. If it's easy, don't do it. Yep, yeah, I mean, <laughs> should easy for somebody else too. Don't do it, you yeah, But sometimes you gotta let them learn their own lessons. Because that's how we grow as people. But uh, like you said, by any means. So basically, you don't mix the. Now, people don't know. Martin Luther King, okay, was, was on the same wavelength as Malcolm. Yeah, eventually he was. Yeah. Because there's only so much peace you can do. Exactly. Tell me a little bit about it. Because most people, they be thinking I was bullshitting. Uh, it's, only, it's only so much peace. Like, when it close to the end, like, when he got close to his death, yeah. both Dr. King and Malcolm X was working together. Mm. And then they 
goes deeper than that, and you know, conspiracies yeah. and all that that I don't know about. So, yeah. but that's pretty much like they were starting to work together. That's that's a big red flag. Yeah. Even though they all vote for the people. Yeah. There's a case like two sides of the coin, but then you, you put both sides together, you got the full coin, and that lets you like that show you what true power can strike fit into a lot of different people that are afraid to change. And uh, man, I'm gonna go ahead and touch on how this shit happened because one, when he got shot, people don't know Martin, he, he survived the shot. And you know, the FBI came in to keep the nurse out and they smuggled him, the doctor and everybody smuggled him with a pillow and spat on him. Just, now imagine if you, nothing happened and he's about that shot. The world would be different. <laughs> It'd be way different than it is now. And even how I look at it, how the world is slowly changing, how these, how these states are changing laws that you cannot learn about. What about the critical race theory? That's, in Florida, that's, that's no longer a thing. Yeah. In Texas, you can't learn about that. You can't learn about nothing dealing with African-American studies. Nothing. And the reason why, because they don't want other people to feel uncomfortable by what their ancestors did in the past. But at the same time, they want us to still relive what our ancestors what we come from, but not tell us our full story. They to stop it from this part from slavery. You realize that anything with black history, even in school, it start as slavery and come to now. But you can think about it. Nobody just never was born into slavery. Exactly. They don't want to talk about that because that shows the correct, the cruel treatment on how their ancestors manipulated their way into the power. Yeah, because they don't want you to know that. Because if you know that, they'll think that that'll strike anger in you. Yeah. That'll strike anger in you. That means the uprising. Yeah. They don't want no uprising. Yeah. Because the uprising, even exile, they will get exiled. Yeah. Because really, you I told somebody on season one, if you actually calculate the numbers of all those minorities standing together, we outnumber everybody else. Yeah, I number them three to one. Three to one. Just like they got guns, we got guns. But at the same time, they think we, that's why I feel like most of the, um, and I'm not talking about all of them, not all of them are saying, but some of these prejudiced people, they feel like if, if they're the minorities, they would think we're gonna do the same thing they did to us, to them. When reality is, black people the most, they, they treat us like we're not, but we're the most understanding people ever in this world, I feel like. But me, for example, I can't, I got friends that's all colors. Yeah. Because I don't care. What happened in the past is the past, but you're supposed to build on that. Exactly. Acknowledge it and build from it. The problem I see a lot right now is like a lot of these people are afraid to acknowledge it. That's why they're trying to get critical race theory out of schools, which actually is a college course either way, but it's just like trying to make it where they don't talk about, oh, so you shouldn't feel bad because your ancestors were hanging black people or killing Indians and killing Mexicans and all this that was third because all that comes to light, it's like this, I believe in this quote, shit rolls down here. So if they don't say accountability for it, eventually somebody got to. So I understand it may be hard for y'all to accept the accountability, but 
that's not our fault. It's your ancestors' fault for not accepting accountability on the the issues that they did. It was acceptable back then. Now we look back at the past, it's not acceptable now. So either the government or the people of that of ancestors that were a part of this gotta step up. Just like as for black people, as black people, we have evolved over time. So we stepped up, said, no, nah, we better than that. Keep rising. Keep rising. Keep rising. They just gotta admit that and rise from it and grow from it. Sure, because I look at it, they want you to forget born and thirsty years of slavery. Can't do that. You can't forget that. We can't forget eight or nine years of segregation. Yeah. We can't forget that. Yeah. We can't forget none of that. But what we can do, we can we can prolong that, we can move that out the way so we can learn from it and make sure that never happens again. Again. Because my friend, she's actually black. He's from Germany, born and raised. In Germany, they learned about World War II. Yeah. Every single last one of them. You learn about what the Germans did to the Jews. You learn about, they go to the to the camps. They see everything, all the way down to the burn marks on the concrete. They see everything. They all get taught that. We are looking at this so this never happens again. Over there they get looked at. Everybody watches until you graduate, you go there every year. Because they don't want that to never happen again. Yeah. And the problem with America, they took Germany's teaching and they never learned from that. And they never acknowledged that. So they will never happen again. Because some of these people still do the same stuff still to this day. To this day. To this day. And, and it's, it's scary to, to know that you live in a world where it's a, it's, it's accepted by one race of people that they can do this and they can get away with this. Like it, it's like embedded into our, our justice systems, constitutions, and everything. Like slavery never even went away. No, it didn't. They just re-reacted re, 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 <laughs> They renamed it as mass incarceration. Yeah. Yeah, right immediately. And we're the only country, I believe, that has no really re rehabilitation system. We don't. Yeah. And, and like, we're supposed to be the, the greatest country in the world. In the world. And how I look at it, for me, even being in the military. The military yeah. Like, the military itself taught me a lot of structure. We, we learned quick that we are not fighting for just the people. We are fighting for to our men and women, to our left and to our right. Yeah. Those people right there I would die for because those people were there for me. Yeah. When I couldn't walk, when my leg was swollen, they helped me. Yeah. When his leg was swollen, I helped them. When her leg was swollen, I helped her. We all helped each other get through our process, our training, so we protect our loved ones at home. Yeah. And I feel like even with police brutality, I feel like that all police should train the same way I was trained, the same way you was trained. Because we did the same thing in the Navy. In order to attack on this level of a threat, you got they got to be coming at you with that level of a threat. And you aim at your feet, go first, and then go up. Now, if it escalates to that, then correct me if I'm wrong, because I've been out of the military since 2014, but correct me if I'm wrong, otherwise I'm kind of right on the money. No, nah, you was right. It's rules of engagement. Yeah. I can't just go, if I'm deployed and in theater, I can't just go shoot somebody because they got a gun. I can't. And guess what you'll end up at? 
military jail, which is worse than any other jail. Worse, you're gonna work until the day you die. Every day, every day, and I feel like people actually hold like certain people the same with standards. Then a lot of stuff that we face would go away. But I don't, I don't want to say it'll go away all the way, but it will change the way people perceive things. Because uh, at first I used to look at different things, like they have all this gear and everything, like what the hell they need all this gear for. But then you remember you told me about like the dude that had a rocket launcher. A lot of people in the streets would be, they wild too. Yeah, the streets are getting dangerous <laughs> area. And more and more of the stuff getting too, like, and you be thinking like, where the hell are they getting this stuff from? They gotta be getting it from somebody because they're not stealing it. Exactly. So, is the government handing out these guns or someone smoking these guns in? Because at the end of the day, if the world's getting the more dangerous, it's dangerous for the people that's in the middle, that's not on either side, they become casualties. And the, the casualties are the ones that actually, like, that stick with you in your head and your mind when you know, like, bro, it wasn't meant for them to get hurt. Because believe it or not, getting a weapon in America is like the second easiest thing to do. Oh yeah, you get on any corner. Like, look, if, if I if I go home, like, hey, I need me a clock forty-five. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Somebody gonna go get it. Yeah, and either you go into a pawn shop, you know, you go anywhere. Really, like I said, you go any corner. You can even ask a homeless man where to get done. You can point you in that direction. Point you in the direction. But you get to the point where you're looking at life now, it's like, why do we need guns for protection? Because when I was in, when I was deployed, when I was overseas out there, mm -hmm. this past summer, when I was in Albania, I learned a lot about the world. When I was over there those few months, I learned a lot. I learned that America is not the world. No. Nope. The world is not America. No. Nope. The world is actually better than America. I learned that very quickly. People say, believe it or not, you don't know because this is the only thing that you know. But once you go travel, your mind will change immediately because you'll learn how they run things over there, yeah. how everybody obey, how everybody not ride and all that's not happening over there. You know? And if it is, it's not happening at the, at the large scale that it will happen here. Over there, they don't have guns and I think that's legal. Nobody has a gun but the police. And the police is not gonna shoot you if he even robs something. They're gonna take you so you can go do your own time. Exactly. And after that, they don't hold it. They don't hold it against you. Then after you get out, that's it. It's gonna act like you never did. You did your time. You, it's like just like when you're a little kid and you get a punishment. When you got in trouble, you had a punishment. When your punishment over, that's that it. it. That was it. That's no it. No more talking about it. No more talking about it. It's done. It's done. Just you learn for it. Like, dang. You learn like, dang. I know I can't do this no more. I was wrong doing that. Your mom said, don't touch no cookie. You go touch the cookie, now you got a whooping. Not, but you don't touch the cookie no more. Nobody yeah. talks about the whooping. You no. don't never touch the cookie. You just got to move on with it. got to move on with it. Yep. Every action got an equal and opposite reaction. So, but yeah, man, once people travel the world and realize this stuff, because, like, I had a hard time when I was in the military, too, because I started seeing the world the way it really was. And it's like, dang, I'm placing allegiance to this flag, and I'm like, bro, I don't really, I don't really like everything this this country stands for at the same time too. And it was it was weird for me because I was like, man, at the end of the day, I know I'm gonna go die for these people who are right here, right next to me, because they my brothers. 
they my sisters. We a family. When I ain't got, I can't talk to my mama that they here to hear me through my struggles and they carry me when I'm down and I can't take another step. Emotionally, physically, and mentally. So it became like this weird little thing. I was like, no, bro. But that's how it is, cause like I got some homies now. I, when I met them, yeah. I only been knowing them what now I've been knowing them for a few years. Yeah. But in those few months that I met them and trained with them, I like them more than most people I grew up with. Exactly. And I and I know for a fact that if I test this dude right now, I'm like, hey man, I'm struggling, I need hundred, maybe two hundred dollars. They're gonna send it they gonna send it, no hesitation. No questions asked either. They're like don't they might ask a few questions, you know, you know. But then they like all right, they know you're gonna give it back. They know you're gonna give it back. Cause like I and <laughs> it's funny because alright. Everybody got a version of you in their head. So you gotta think about this. And I had to learn this too. And you probably already learned this. The people back at home only want to see you as the same person you were when you were around them. Even with your parents and everything else, they look at you like, oh, you're the goofball, this, that, and third. Like, you really, you got to achieve what you say you're going to achieve before they actually take whatever you say serious type of shit. But when you, the people that were in boot camp with you, they seen you blossom and seen you grow and they seen you overcome struggles. And it's, it's funny because no matter how they, everybody else talk about you, like they would at uh, where you're from or wherever you're at, these people, like, if I'm talking to you, they talk to my face and they look, they got my back and I don't care about all that stuff. That chit chat and everything. Like, my father, uh, one of the patients told me, at the end of the day, we all believe blue. I didn't believe it at first. Like, yeah, your blood is in your veins right now, it's blue. There ain't no color, you know, ain't no black, there ain't no white, there ain't no Arab, none of this stuff. We all the same people. We're human beings at the end of the day. So they got your back, you got your they back. I'm like, yo, let's get it. That's it. That's absolutely true, man. And the thing is, like, I want to do it. I want sad that I can't do it, but I want the world to look at that same concept. Cause there's no ain't no because I'm African American, because I'm black, because I'm Haitian, because I'm Jamaican. Oh, we all different. No, we all the same. We all the same, because you were born the same, you're going to die the same. Yep. And our differences will bring us, should bring us closer together than separate us. Exactly. And it should open you up to a whole different perspective of life. Like, I know overseas, I don't know where it was, I think it was Germany, because actually, uh, or Russia, they forced the people, like, you, you're required to either serve a year or two in the military or in the Peace Corps. Yeah, that's in Korea. Korea. But I think it's also in Russia. I'm not sure, because I remember this dude had some, some Belgian chocolate. What Belgian man? Belgian mom, like, right under Germany. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. It's in Europe, it's in Europe. Yeah, it's in Europe, like, he's like, yo, I started already in the military the first uh, couple of years now, boom, over here, taking school and everything. And it's, it's, he told me that, I was like, dang, like, people against the draft and shit, like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, forcing somebody to do that, but you give them, like, options so, like, they can get a better understanding. Because after being in the military, like, the way I looked at people in different circumstances is completely different when before I went in. Like, the stereotypes, the everything, I learned, like, hey, everybody dealing with something. But that don't make them less of a person. And that's how I, I feel like most people that treat people the same way, like, they've been through, like, these struggles. That people, 
Right. Yeah, because everybody think if you join the military, oh, I'm going to have PTSD, or my leg's going to get blown off, yeah. I'm going to go get deployed immediately, I'm going to go get killed. I'm not dead. Yeah, that's, some, that's good to it, just as well as it's bad. And that's what anything in life, you got to accept the good and the bad, because the bad teach you what the good really is, and the good teach you, like, hey, you made it through a lot of bad moments to be right here. Yeah, because you, be, you got to be serious with yourself. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're afraid to die. We're all going to die eventually. Yeah, that's the one thing that's promised. That's the one thing that's promised that you are gonna die. The how you live determines that. The how you live determines when you're gonna die. You may not know exactly when you're gonna die, but if you live a good life, you're gonna may live a long time. Yeah. You live a bad life, you're gonna die real quick. Yeah. And that determines how what type of people you have around you too. Exactly. And the people that are around you are the big players in your life. So if you're around crowds right now that not doing nothing and you want more out of life, change your crowd. Point blank period, change your crowd. Change your circumstance because if you feel like you can't go nowhere and you're stuck and you want to go, look, I use the military for, as a reason to get out. I see the world, travel a little bit more, find out more that's out there. I came back home, found my, uh, I had a little, what that book called? We got all the things you want to do. Bucket list. Mm -hmm. I had a bucket list. End up marking off like stuff I forgot about writing in high school. I wrote. I had marked off like marked off like twenty five things. And I said, dang, I did a lot in my last ten years. I said, dang, I wonder what the next ten years is gonna be. I might have to write. I had to make a whole new bucket list. And I was like, yeah, man, that's just like me. I joined the army immediately when I turned seventeen, eleventh grade. Yeah. I joined, I left when the basic came back my senior year. My mindset had totally changed. Yeah. It had totally changed. The person I was with at the time, you said. Yeah. And like when I went to school, everybody else knew it because they was trying to talk to me the same like they before and that wasn't worth it. I was in my mindset that I what I really wanted. And all the way to now, because I'm I've been in the army almost four years now. I don't. I don't seen the world. I done came to college. I done came here. I done been all over. I done seen what I wanted to see. I done did most things that I wanted to do. And it don't matter about just joining the military, but by anything, it's all about networking. Yeah. In order to get, my granddad always told me, no one rule in life is it ain't what you know, it's who you know. But yeah, you gotta know some though. But it's really who you know. Yeah. Who you know? Get you through that though. Exactly. Cause you think. So you can have a 4.3 weighted GPA. You come into NASA and say, hey, I want to work here. All right, cool. Who you, who you got for your record? You have nobody. I come in 3.0 on the dot. But I know everybody that work at NASA. I'm going to get that job. Yep. And that's just, it's sad to say, but that's just how it works. Because yep. they know I'm trustworthy because that's what they want. Because they can mold me into that 4.0. Yep. But they can't mold somebody to trust. That stuff is earned, not given.
Make sure you get what you want in life. Don't not hold it for nobody because they gonna get what they want. It's the fact that they don't want you to get what you want because you're going to want to be better than them. I want you to be better than yourself. Better than me. I'm not competing with nobody. You should show the shit in you. You take the bull by the horns and throw it to the ground and get get right. Yes, sir. Hey, you said something that I be saying that all the time to like the, the people that I hang out with, I feel like I kind of mentor. Because at the end of the day, like I said, you got to have you. Because you got yourself through all them days that no one else was around. You got to live your life. Your parents already lived theirs. And your people that are around you right now, they're living theirs too. But you determine how your life ends up, what your story is about, that little dash in the middle. But for me, I'm going to leave y'all with this. Steve Harvey said it best, jump. If you're scared right now, you feel like you want to do something in life, but you don't know where to start, man, it's easy. Look it up on YouTube. You can find anything on YouTube nowadays. You can find anything on Google. Find out what that step is, the first step is, and take a leap of faith. Because if you never jump, Steve Harvey said this bad, your parachute will never open. You're too busy looking at everybody else, watching what they're doing, how they they soaring right now. That's because they jumped. They took that leap. So we got to start taking that leap of faith and get stuff done for us that we want to do. Yeah, I know we're going to go, but I, I just want to say Go ahead, say it, man. Say it. Yeah, that's I can use myself for that. Yeah, like jump. Like before I moved to Pensacola, I was working a normal job and being in the military. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go off to college. When I came here, it was hard. And have a job. The job I had wasn't paying. Um, I didn't know nobody. You know, it was very difficult. And then we was getting to the point at the same time, so school was hard, everything. I always wanted to give up, but I didn't. I kept going, money got back right, went overseas, came back, played my fraternity after that. And thing was up from then. Started going more places, started meeting the people that I wanted to meet. Started doing the things that I wanted to do. Yeah, they are fine. So yeah, don't be scared. It gonna, it gonna, be, it gonna hurt. Yeah. You like literally when I came here it hurt. I was like, dang, I'm not used to this. I've been I've been taking care of my sister, I've been sixteen. So I wasn't used to not having no no money. Like that that hurt. But some things you go through it to humble yourself. Yeah. Like hey, but that humble me, hey, don't get too comfortable. You know. Don't never get comfortable. Never. Get your back toe out and everything, get the scars you need. Cause the scars remind you about the journey and look that journey is all worth it at the end. You ain't gonna see it while you're going through, but when you look back, connect the dots, you gonna see it. You gonna see it, too. Because, <laughs> like you said, man, me as I'm, I already had a show I was trying to do similar like this, it was called One Mile. And I stopped it. I felt like I ain't had no, no, no grit, no stuff I went through, and really, I didn't have enough support, I felt like. It took me, and that was like 2016. Well, I say all this to say this, look, I'm basically doing the same thing I was planning on doing, just got a different name. And the name actually got no meaning. From boys to men, because I had to learn this. I had to, in order for anything I want to make happen, I gotta make it happen. I can't depend on others. Like, if it's gonna, it's gonna, if it's gonna be, it's up to me. If it's gonna be, it's up to me.
So make you know, make the rest of your life the best of your life. Make the rest of your life the best of your life. Because the people you run into, you run into for a reason. They either don't let really you or they love to just break you down. Just learn how to disciple the two and let's keep it moving, bro. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it's all up to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, all right, all right. Now let me go ahead and close this out. But remember, like I always say, dream big dreams. Because small dreams have little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you can fail? So I'm going to say I love y'all. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Man, thank you for coming on. Oh, no problem. Hey, there's going to be a part two. <laughs> all right. Y'all already know it. <laughs> hey, peace, love, and your happiness. Better throw some respect on my name Got her in my knees, folks on the daily Cause I ain't really been myself as lately My mind's evolving and my heart is changing Starting to see the world how it should be It's positively sweet like a half full glass of tea And I don't know every day my grandmama pray for me And I know exactly what she probably say about me Give that girl some love, joy